Hi, I'm Damien Kingley, and this is the fucked up story of my life and the lives of my guests. In this series of podcasts, I'll be speaking to unique and inspiring individuals about their life, their personal stories, struggles, and experiences. Hi, and welcome back to part two with Mr. Wesley Snipes on Life Is. Who's in this Tiki Lives with you? I mean, who's the muscle and how are you getting it out there and... Uh, yeah, man, we got some great, great partners. I mean, we, we, we're partnering with uh, some of the largest monitor manufacturers in the world. Uh, we did some really interesting things with uh, one of the largest chip manufacturers, video chip manufacturers in the world and created a revenue sharing opportunity with them. So now that particular product is embedded in the video chips that are being installed in, you know, 190 million plus um, television sets or monitors around the world. Yeah. Um, So it's going to be embedded. You mean you said the the option is that you're going to be embedded into this hardware? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the actual yeah. video chip itself before it's yeah. installed. And so we did a two. We did two tiers, right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> I'm not going to give up the secrets. Certain there are certain countries, like in the engineering world, there there are certain companies who supply all of the inner guts televisions and monitors mm-hmm. and LED mm-hmm. screens, right? That's what they do. And then the other big brands put their names on it. They license it. Yeah. So what our strategy was is to make a deal. Let's do something different with them up front that allows us to embed our service on those those chips. And in doing so, it opens up a broader market because you have different scales of chips, right? It can be, you know, your small uh, quality chip for your budget uh, cell phone or budget media phone in a country that can't afford Apple or an I, you know, iOS device, a $2,000 smartphone. And then you have the kind of chips that work in those phones, right? So, if you start with them early, I'm gonna give. I ain't gonna give up. Anyway, long story long, <laughs> it gives you it gives you early access to the market, right? Mm-hmm. From the from the from the engineering side of it of the game. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Wow! Instead Indeed, of yeah, I, yeah. To, instead of going to them and saying, "Hey, will you take our content?" No, we say, "Here's the service. We'll share with you." If you put it on early, before you even put it in the TV or in the monitor, you know, embedded, and they say, "Okay, bad, we'll do a rav share, right?" And then you know they take the 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 button and they put that on your remote, so you see your you know our service there, Tiki Live service on your remote, just like you would you know Netflix or you see Google or Hulu on those buttons, right? The engineering world does that, not the movie world, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. technology world, and that's one yeah, of my take gifts. control away from the movie world and give it to the technology world, right? If you're fortunate enough to know how to make the movies, yeah. Right? So my, my uh-huh. I'm lucky because I know how to make content, right? Mm-hmm. We have a track mm-hmm. record of billion dollar success in making content, 
but I also understand the technology side of it. So I can talk to the engineers and say, okay, if y'all just put it in the team about that, because we'll get the content that will make it sticky for the people to come to that, buy that television or stop and look at that particular TV and simultaneously look at our product. So there must be some people pushing back against your model too, right? <laughs> not everybody probably likes what thing. you're doing, look, right? Look, man, and that's the, that gave birth to some of these ideas with my partners, right? Because they came up with great ideas. They presented it to the legacy players and said, hey, let's, can we be down together? And then greed sets in and the legacy boys and girls want to take everything. Hmm. Or they drag you along and they drag you along and they, you know, they, uh, they, they, they tease you and then they drop you off and say, well, you know, we're going to go in a different direction. I'm sorry, different direction, but a wonderful idea. And then next thing you know, you find your shit being used <laughs> by those same people, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it, we these smart guys in our team and these daywalkers that are down with us, you know, they live in both worlds and they, they're comfortable with, you know, after being rejected and kicked off the horse, walking down the street, <laughs> brushing off, getting on another horse and riding in another direction. But they take what they know. They take their knowledge with them, mm-hmm. with it themselves. Wow. So that's what wow. we did. Kick the oh, sound. Man, what so, a- okay, cool. It's like being kicked out of the club, right? Or right, you kick me out of the club. That's okay. Well, you don't know how deep my stack is because I'm going to go buy the the street. <laughs> and I'm going to put a donut factory and a, and a diner <laughs> in there. And <laughs> <laughs> a barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> in in, in so, 24 months, I own your club. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, right? I, I, that's the, the Ronson Filichet that I like the product so much I bought it. Right? Yeah, so I don't know if you remember that one. So look, so who kicked me out? <laughs> kick me out, man. Who who in your life, you know, you, you've done a lot of things over your career, man, and you're doing a lot of things and, you know, Tiki Live and all these things. I, I guarantee you're the next tech mogul. This is huge, right? Um, you know, but who have you considered to be your mentor or has there been a mentor in your life? I mean, you know, who, who, who yeah. do you aspire oh, to? Yeah. Who guides you, man? Yeah. I got to give a lot of props to my, my mom and, and the family, of course. And, uh, you know, there've been some instrumental, fantastic teachers in my life. You know, Miss Poro, Miss Jerry Miss Polly Cloth, um, you know, Haki, Mahabuti, uh, grandmasters, some of them are the grandmasters of the martial art. And I've been trained with some mm-hmm. incredible grandmasters, both on the spiritual side, from the Chan Buddhism to the deep Sufism to the deep levels of Hinduism, the Kalari Payatu systems, Ayurvedic systems. These people uh, have been my teachers and instructors. Uh, Grandmaster Steve Muhammad was my, my first first person to ever introduce mathematical fighting to me and explained how the physic the body works and the physics of the body. Um, you had people who were um, some of the preachers, yeah, man, some of the street cats and some of the people. I mean, my, my cousin Skipper, <laughs> he taught me a lot. <laughs> Your cousin Skipper, yeah? <laughs> Yeah, man. 
you know, in that street game, yeah. My cousin Skipper, he, he taught me, he taught me a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So I, most of the people that are my uh, mentors and heroes wouldn't be people that most would know. You know, they're not mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of the famous mm-hmm. names out there. We didn't grow up in those communities and they weren't around us, but we had some incredible, credible people in my neighborhood. And walk away Grandmaster Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. And these are people who, you know, we ate at the same diners and restaurants that my mom would take me to when we were walking the streets of, of moving through Harlem and the Apollo and all of these kind of places. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And would you would you describe yourself, I mean, more as a I don't know, a spiritual man or a religious man? How 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 do you a spiritual being having an incredible human experience? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so gonna rip that off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I did I didn't I didn't call it, it was taught to me, you know, and revealed to me. Uh that's what we that's what I am. <clears throat> so, you know, try to be a uncommon man amongst a common man and do extraordinary things, you know, given the unlimited potential I have. You know, See, I love your language. The boundaries of my my creativity. Yeah, I, I love your language and the way you talk. And it's it, it, in many ways, it's it's very philosophical, but it's very. Um, I know it digs deep. You know, it digs deep and, and resonates in your language. And you probably, uh, maybe you do, but uh, I don't know if you sort of realize how impactful the way you 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 talk resonates with with people certainly me and and i love it you know and um and that's why i was just curious just hope I'm making more some sense. <laughs> <laughs> you do man because you're no damn sense <laughs> and understand words but sometimes no sense is great man. too because <laughs> it confuses us and, uh, and it gets everything. us thinking <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, look, I, I, what is that shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, some, sometimes I have these um, feelings of guilt about my own spiritual connect sometimes, you know. What's the guilt um, for, baby? What? No, no, because no, I, I don't know. I think sometimes I carry guilt for this, guilt for that. And I don't know what it is, but I carry guilt, right? And I think we all mm. in different levels and sense carry guilt. And sometimes we don't know we are, but when we dig deep, we, we find it. And, and for me, you know, on my spiritual connectivity, um, and, and what I was brought up, I went to a Catholic school when I was young, you know, I went to a Catholic school and I was shoved religion down my neck. And, you know, I, I had to go to confession every week at school and had to announce my sins. Um, and I was thinking every week I'd had to go and do confession. And I was thinking, man, I don't know what I've done wrong this week. So I'll just make sins up to be cleansed yeah, each week. Man. Right. And I was like, I was confused yeah, by it. Yeah. And, you, are, man. you know, and nowadays, <laughs> nowadays, right, I, I, I think about my spirituality and I am a spiritual guy. Absolutely. But I feel guilty from the point of view of sometimes when I connect with my spirituality and I talk to the higher power, whoever that may be. Right. Um, and I talk usually when I, I'm in a moment of anguish or I'm in a moment of 
of distress. Mm. And I don't often talk to this higher power when I'm in a good mood or things are going great. And that's what makes me feel guilty. I'm thinking, hang on, why am I only reaching out when things are going wrong or feel shit? That's just conditioning, man. That's just conditioning. That's just using Mm -hmm. a conditioned reflex, you know, Mm -hmm. when you don't dealt with a lot of challenges and sometimes the body and subconscious begins to expect and feed off of problem and expect conflict and adversity. So it resonates. It's always looking for it. It scouts it out. It puts a radar out for it, you know, to fill that void, you know. And but that's mm-hmm. you know that could be that could be flipped. That could be flipped. Yeah. You know, you change the uh, change the change the, the the presentation, and then change the habit, and reprogram the cells, and they they won't they won't look for that. They'll they'll scout and look for all of the good stuff, the joy. You know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you know, shout it out or you just don't, you find yourself doing it without thinking. You know, you, you'll be in that frequency. Yeah, man. Let go of the guilt, man. Let go of that guilt. Let go of the guilt. That's, and that's yeah, right, man. because guilt, mm-hmm. guilt brings illness and it's a heavy burden to carry. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm learning that every day for my journey is a learning curve and yeah. a journey for me, you know. And uh, but I'm so blessed and the way I see it in my experience you know my fifth cancer I don't see it as a burden I see it as a blessing because you know I I've had this experience to 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 give my platform um to be able to do things I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to do if I hadn't had this illness uh and so I see it as a blessing and, and it's, it's, it's really empowering for me. Mm-hmm. And, and people think, oh, man, you're going to go through another chemo today and you don't know when your time's up and it could be tomorrow, it could be next month. Every day I'm feeling pain in my chest, in my body, in my bones, mm-hmm. the pain of the, the disease eating me from the inside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, right now I'm sitting here on painkillers and, uh, mm-hmm. and just dealing with what I have to deal with. But I smile, man, uh, you know, because, you know, I get to talk to people like you and hear your story and we all have our journeys and, um, you know, it's amazing. And, you know, you know, the most powerful thing for me and and, and like you, I'm sure, is, you know, our family lives. And, you know, I haven't been the greatest dad and husband over the years. I'm sure, like all of us, we think, hmm, are we great? And I try to do my best, like all of us, I hope. Um, you know, I've been divorced twice. I'm actually engaged for the third now, about to get married again, happily, mm. to an amazing give woman. Money away. <laughs> <laughs> divorced twice, it's expensive. And, Your birthday you know, is you know, when? You, you, are, you born? My on. birthday's in three days, September 20, man. Uh, September, that makes you, uh, what? A I'm going to be a legend. You're, you're, you're a September <laughs> yeah. baby too. You're a Virgo too. Yeah, that's a Virgo. No, I'm going to be. I'm going to be 54. I'm going to be 54 mm-hmm. in, in a few <clears> days. <throat> so, so um, young man, man. You're young. I'm a baby. I'm yeah, a man. baby. Yeah. But you know what it is for me, Wesley? It's it's true. It's about the kids, you know. And and you, you've got what, like five kids? Is that right? Starting five, right? Woo, baby! Wow. Yeah. I got two. I'm just a puppy, right? It's um, so, just joyful. It is the most fun. Oh, my God. You know, when we were doing Blade, Chris Christopherson came to the set one time. Chris Christopherson, yeah. 
Chris Christopherson. Yeah. And he brought his family with him. I think he had maybe five or six children as well. They were all sitting around him on the stairs, you know, the backstage. And at first I looked at him, I was like, man, that's a lot of kids. Keep working. You <laughs> these blades keep going, Jack. <laughs> but then I thought, I saw how they interacted with each other. And I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool, you know. And uh, now I, with my, my, my children, I get the chance to see it up close. You know, they have so much fun with each other, man. And it's nice that they don't feel a sense of loneliness because they are constantly engaging with one another. They're all different ages. They have slightly different tastes. Sometimes they're on, sometimes they're against each other, you know. And that being an embodiment and an expression of, you know, two other beings, me and my, my queen and their, their mother. Man, it's trippy. It's so fun. Sometimes I, you know, we sit and we eat dinner together, and I, I, I just enjoy. We don't even because we sit. And it's just, it's like it's almost like the the the, the Wayans brothers, fan the Wayans family. If you think about how many mm-hmm. funny people in the Wayans family, I'm almost there. I don't get, I ain't got enough yet, but I'm almost there. So much fun. You were a, you were an only child, weren't you? No, I wasn't the only child, but I grew up with my sister. So I'm, I'm the eldest of four, four. Let me see, let me count again. I mean, each year it's a little different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm eldest of seven, right? Seven, eight, seven, eight? Right, on two sides of the okay, family. So oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so, I was a little bit off. Yeah, a little bit off, yeah, close. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. quite there, yeah. Dad, dad uh, how, had you know, <laughs> different lives, and their mom had different lives, and then, you know, the combination of them. But, you know, the constants is me and my sister between all the, the, the minis. Yeah. And what's the spread between your kids from what's the youngest to the eldest? The eldest is 31, and oh, the, wow. okay. the youngest is 13. Thirteen, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, and I mean boys, having a dad boys, like girl, you, all, 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 all boys, all boys, okay, lions, okay. yeah, I got two boys, lions. <laughs> lions. But I mean, Wesley, having a dad like you, I mean, how much impact does that had on the kids? I mean, do they aspire to be like you? Do they want to be actors, martial artists, or business <laughs> people? What are they? It's, 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 it's cross. You know, they're all great athletes. Coordinated, mm-hmm. very good athletes. Um, only one has ever expressed real interest in being an actor. That's the youngest one. Others, they kind of like it, but not enough to really want to do it. Uh, but they're all super, super talented. Um, mm-hmm. And then, interesting, I had a conversation with my eldest son once, and he was talking about how. It, he secretly had had the passion for going into acting, but given who his father was, he felt quite intimidated and thought, you know, he shouldn't even try because he could never be as good as his dad. I was a little disappointed in him. I was appreciative that he told me, but I was disappointed that he thought that way, you know, because I would have propped him up. Mass, but say, yo, if that's what you want to do, well, let me give you the skill set. Let me show you how it's done. And then let you go off and do your own thing, like the Douglases of the world, you know, like Michael Douglas and the mm-hmm, Kirk Douglas mm-hmm. and the, you know, all of them. 
how you do your thing, man, you know, but yeah, it's a damage, you know, when you have the, the celebrity, the, the celebrity is tricky, man. No question. It messes with people's heads, you know. I bet. It I bet. Even it's not always easy in, for the in, kids, in right? In your own house, yeah. It messes with people's yeah. heads in your own house, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, I've got to ask, I mean, you know, with what's going on in America today, man, and, you know, I watch it from afar, but i got a business in America too, you know, with my, my brands building in America. And so we're kind of involved in all the mayhem in some way, shape and form. But I mean, what's it like raising kids in America right now? You know, with there's all these movements and this political divide and partisan politics and uh, you know, how it must be a challenge as a parent. To, no to, question. But, I mean, to, 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 I mean, let's put it in perspective, right? Uh, there are places that are worse. I mean, you're mm-hmm. not getting bombs dropped on you. Right. You feel me? You're not, you know, you're not, the troops are not walking in the street right now, mm-hmm. knocking on mm-hmm. your door, you know, tagging you and then putting you on a train and, and you know, shipping you off somewhere. We're not at that. We're not living that kind of uh, reality right now. What happens in November? Right. That's always possible. You know, everything is changed. Everything is possible. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I ain't going to exclude yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give it a month or two. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, we're not there yet. And, and, and that put, helps to put it in perspective for those, you know, who are conf- confronted with the real world challenges. Because sometimes you can think that experience you're going through, you're the only one who's going through it at that intensity that has ever gone through it in the world. And it's not really true. It's not true. There's a lot of people going through it. And a lot of people not only have gone or going through it, have made it through it, come out Mm -hmm. on the other side Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. can use as a reference and inspiration. You can use as a measure of, you know, uh, of your despair, how quickly you fall into despair, right? So it's, it's tough. It's tough, you know, and there's a lot of people who are waking up to realities that others know, knew for decades. Mm-hmm. Others are waking up to some of their pros and cons of the way they look, the tribe they're associated with, the byproduct of that, the benefits that come with that. Some are handling it better than others. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, even a tree or a plant that grows, you know, into the sunlight, it has to break the surface of the ground and it stayed underground in the roots and the dirt and the muck and the mire and the un- unclean, awful, unsexy part of the world. And it had to fight its way through to the sunlight. You know, and that's what we're going through. It didn't, it didn't happen without a little struggle, a little pressure. You know, nothing grows without pressure. Nothing moves without a little bit of push. Mm-hmm. So, right mm-hmm. on. And a little bit of water. We had. Hmm? Uh-huh. And a little bit of water. Yeah, a little bit of water. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Keep it alive. That's right. Wow, well, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. why we're the day walkers. That's right. See, like you, you uh, t- daywalkers. T- tell us, like, like tell us more about the daywalkers, man. Tell us, I, I want to understand this daywalkers. What, so, what, tell us more about daywalkers. Because I've been blessed to be in so many different communities, right, and be able to walk in different communities, amongst different uh, um, cliques and amongst different um, um, societies and, and 
levels of wealth, um, I realized that um, I have the opportunity to connect people together that have mutual interest and vibing on the same frequency, but don't know the other exists. And these people usually are hybrids, really people who can function with both left brain and right brain. Really great things or are known for one really great thing, but then when you really check them, they're just as proficient and adept at something that you would never expect them to be adept at. And they're doing it quietly or they do it for the betterment of humanity, some of the humanitarian efforts, some of the science and technologies. These what we call heroes of the world who are who come from tribes that look like us, experiences that relate, we can relate or have had and are unknown. So, and have survived, have been through what we call, we say, have gone through the fire. So we call these people daywalkers. These are the people who can walk in the night and walk in the day, who've been through the fire. And we created a global community of these people for two purposes. The social and the lifestyle interaction and the sharing of ideas and experiences and interactives exposure and then the State Walker Society, which is focused on the humanitarian and the charitable and cultural arts interest on a global scale. So we're rocking with Microsoft, we're rocking with Google, we're rocking with the president of Ghana, we're rocking with Nigeria, we got things going on mm -hmm. in South Korea, we got, we have medicine. Uh, and I bring all of these different um, seemingly um, segregated people and interest together, together, introduce them to each other, you know, work together yeah. and collaborate. Yeah. You know, and then we take some of that technology and use it in uh, film and television work or mm -hmm. TV mm -hmm. production and expose some of the TV and the creatives to technologies or frontier technologies that can you know, fuel, fuel storylines or plots or drive plots or, you know, and then we merchandise it or we find ways of monetizing it for the mm -hmm. community mm -hmm. or for that mm -hmm. need, you know. And is there an element of giving back when you say you monetize it? Do you give back to the community in some shapes sure, or forms sure. on projects? The, yes, yeah. the society is looking at, like the nutrition on this you know, the high-pressure enzymatic hydrolysis technologies, which are pulling, you know, amino acids, 20, all the 20 essential amino acids out of uh, meat product. So chickens and being thrown to waste. Through our process, we can actually take that meat and uh, pressurize it and pull, extract the essential amino acids out of it and then uh, redistribute it as a food food as a nutri nutritional food. Matter of fact, mm -hmm. Damien, we mm -hmm. were using this particular product with my father-in-law, who also was in stage four. 
And, uh, you know, for three and a half years, he was using the product and it helped to um, stabilize him and keep him around past that expiration date they gave him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so these are these are just, you know, the extension of the connections that I have that I bring together to do the fundamental work, build a school, build a legacy, and then hopefully contribute to better quality of life for humanity. I know you guys as nuclear physicists working on fusion technology, and these cats over here know how to talk to girls. You mm-hmm. don't know how to talk to girls. <laughs> they don't know nuclear fusion, okay? Y'all need to meet. <laughs> yeah. You need each other. <laughs> Dude, well, it sounds like you are the conductor of an awesome foundation. So, I mean, uh, how do we Listen. get in? I, I want to bring my organization into oh, this. Oh, become somehow. a member of we the can... Daywalker family, man. Yes, yeah, indeed. Man. Man. Sounds awesome. You know, uh, we'll be doing everything from water to sustainable energy technologies. Wife, mm-hmm. um, I mean, everything from data transmission, cloud service creating platforms for people to create their own applications. And most importantly, which is really exciting, is the interest some of the big technology companies have in finding, cultivating new talent, Mm -hmm. educating Mm -hmm. not only the public, but educating those future engineers and innovators in the tools that are available that they don't know about, or they should learn, or they need for the future. The future mm-hmm, needs mm-hmm. that innovation. Mm-hmm, that needs that mm-hmm. they need that idea. So mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. technology is nothing without the creativity. And Absolutely. The, and the people behind it. And the people it, behind yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's doing nothing. Yeah. We got so we, we bring them on. Offline, another time we're gonna talk about this because I got some great things going on with my organizations around food and around solving single use plastics and Oh, yeah, I heard that that great technology. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're working on some great stuff. So that'll be really cool to, to hey, chat and talk about this. Hey, I'm totally with it. And check it. What we do is like, when you share with that kind of, that, that kind of stuff, we figure out how to put it in a movie, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> the biggest commercial in the world, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the whole city is made of that that, that new product. You know? <laughs> That's how you yeah, do the it. Whole set, you know what I'm saying? The chase the chase goes right through it. Yeah. <laughs> chase scene. That's how you do it. Creative man. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey man. Shoot. We doing it for the world. It's for the world. It's for the world. We're going to make it a brighter place. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Well, listen, man, look, I got two more questions for you because you've been amazing and chatting for this long, but two more questions. I want you to come on the Daywalker experience. You know, when I, when we were about to launch that too, you know, you come in and we'll continue the conversation on my show or even come to the set, man. I'm there. Then we'll take the motorcycle ride too. So we got a couple of things to do. All right, we're going to do that. We're yeah. going to do that, baby. Yeah. yeah. So listen, let, let, my two more questions, because as I said, as being someone that's followed you for so long, and it's just two questions that are really, God, I've just oh, wanted yeah. to know about you. And, and you know, look, I, I'm, I'm of Singaporean-Australian heritage. 
And I grew up mm-hmm. in a white Australia at the time, yeah. you know, in my early days, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Australia, people don't know it, or a lot of people don't know it, but we even had back home in Australia, you know, early on, the white Australian policy. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. that was government policy, mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. white Australian policy. So they wanted people from England and Europe to immigrate there, and they didn't want people from Asia or Africa or whatever to immigrate, right? So I kind of grew up in a all white school and, you know, around, you know, a white Australian sort of clique. And I had some hard times as a kid, you know, it was like I was called, you know, my nickname by one particular guy. I'm not going to mention his name, but I still remember you. <laughs> Chinaman, Chinaman Bill, you know, yeah. that was his nickname for me at school. And one day after years and years of growth, each year, you'd, you know, you'd progress in year seven, year eight together, year nine together. And eventually when I got to year 10 with him and I'd taken three years of Chinaman Bill <laughs> from him <clears throat> in the class and all my classmates would laugh and ha, ha, ha. Finally, in year 10, I said, man, I remember it clearly. It was in the science lab. And I thought, I've had enough of you. I've had enough of you. And I finally decided to stand up to this bully, right? Mm -hmm. And I I walked around to his Bunsen burner (laughs) in the science lab. And I took his Bunsen burner and I picked it up and I put it in his face. And I said, man, you want to fuck with me? I said, let's bring it on right now. And it was the first time I actually stood up with him in three years. And he looked at me and he thought, really? It was, it was an odd it was odd for me coming to him. And then finally, you know, we broke the pattern because we ended up messing up our crocodile suits <laughs> in school <laughs> yeah, yeah, and getting uh-huh. dirty. And, uh, but he never picked on me again after that because I put my heart into the fight. <laughs> and I showed him, man, don't mess with me anymore. But it was three years of pent-up anger. I needed you by my side. I needed you by my side. But what was it like for you? And I can only imagine what it must have been like in the 80s when your career was kicking out and, you know, in black America, what it must have been like. I mean, how, what was it like for Yo, you? man, you is, put it this way, that, you know, you know, you didn't made, you know, you're in the beginning game, you're in a game where you generate millions and millions of dollars just for showing up, right? And then, then you can walk into a place, a gas station, or walk to a, a little um, uh, um, language translation school, language teaching school, and knock on the window and ask, hey, man, can I use the restroom? And the white guy turned to you and said, no, get out, go, go, get out. You say, hey, man, you can't, can I use it? Come on, come on man, you, you a guy too, man. You know what it's like, well, we got to go at that point. Come on, man, use the restroom and there's nobody even here. No, no, get out of here, get out, get out of here right now. You know, and this is like... I don't know, six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah, this is my experience. Six years ago. Wow. Six there's years still ago. some yeah, there's still With places I can go and I can walk in. And because of the chocolate, they I, they won't let me use the restroom. What? Yeah. Right. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna get mad about all of that. That's on them. That's they probably you know, you know, there's ways of dealing with that. I've not dealt with that all my life. I'm a chocolate guy, um, chocolicious type of looking cat. And during the days when I was growing up, you know, being dark skin wasn't the cat's meow. Nobody was, you know, the, the, 
the women wasn't really into it. The guys was ridiculing it, you know, and your family members didn't even want you because you were dark. Uh, and then look what ends up happening. You know, I end up being a romantic lead in movies that travel around the world, you know? So if you hold on to all of that, you know, and the crazy part is that it can fuel you, right? It fuels you to be better, to overcome what they see as your inadequacy or your weakness. You find, you find other ways to engage, mm. activate them, right? So yeah, on the same, on the one tip, He's dark, but goddamn, he's talented like a motherfucker, you know? So which one you really want to deal with? And indeed, still to this day, I deal with both. Some people recognize the skill set, you know, and some people can't get past the color. Hmm. It is what it is, yeah? Yeah. You know, and you can answer this or not, but just out of my curiosity, I mean, you know, for your early days in Hollywood, you know, and, 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 and navigating through that world to where that world is today. Do you think things have changed in terms of attitudes? Yes. Oh, yes. And that's the constant. Yeah. Things will always change and improve. And sometimes they roll forward and two steps forward and one step back. Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, just the quantity of people, the quantity of faces you see now in the film production and television is our immeasurable Mm -hmm. uptick you know, improvement from where it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the characterizations are less stereotypical. I mean, here in the States, you know, you got programs where the LBGTQ community is highly represented. You know, I mean, I come out of the hip-hop culture in the 70s, and, yo, you would get smacked up. You, you, you got records where they used the term fag in it. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. that was acceptable. Yeah, right. Right. Die strikes money for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, so yes, without question, there's been improvement, you know, but uh, in certain areas that bend the wheel and, and, and keep the world turning, you know, you, you know, you still got some keys that have held in the hands of the old guard and they don't want to give them up. Mm-hmm. So, it's, uh, you know, if you, <laughs> if you can't roll with them, roll around them. You know what I'm saying? Roll over them. Roll over them. them. Yeah. 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 It's all good. Our favorite saying is that if they're not down with us, fine. If they don't want to be our collaborators, they'll be our customers. (laughs) That's it, man. So I guess my (laughs) final question for you, man, is, um, well, actually, can I have two more? I've got two more questions. Sorry. One more. I mean, you know, uh, look, what everybody, you know, and it's been talked about a lot and, you know, here, I, here's my opportunity to ask you too. <laughs> but, you know, I know you've talked about a lot in the past. But, man, you know, you were at one point, you know, flying high in your career of, uh, of Hollywood and then, boom, something happened. Yeah. And it suddenly put a halt to all that. I mean, what happened? Yeah, well, you know, it's a part of a byproduct of being Black American. And, uh, you know, there are forces that come along that take advantage of that incredible wealth of talent and ability. There are also forces that are, are concerned with and monitor who has that kind of influence and kind of platform and what side of the track they're on. And certain people from certain tribes having that kind of access, resources, and power makes certain people feel uncomfortable. 
You start asking certain questions, other people get uncomfortable. And so forth and so on, you know, they, they, they push the button, especially when you start to be successful or you're you're finding out unveiling things or being starting to be revealed that you didn't know that most of the culture, most of the people might not know how the system really works and operates. So those things are, you know, they become uh, concerning for certain people and certain And uh, some of the activities I was doing became very concerning. So people, some forces said, well, look, we need to, (laughs) we need to check this. We Mm -hmm. need to, you know. Slow him down. Wake him up. Yeah. Yeah, wake him up. Mm -hmm. Wake him up. Because if he goes the way he's going, because he doesn't know. And that's the other part of it. It's the crazy part of it. You know, you get involved, you get involved in a situation based on well intentions, as they say, hell's paved with plenty of bricks of that. Uh, and no one's there or that you have alternate, you have people, genders guiding you make no mistake about it. Well, very rarely do you have the altruistic heart and soul of a person who says, I'm really down with you and I'm trying to help you for your benefit, for you and your people. And ah, they got an agenda. Most of the time they got an agenda. Mm. And they're looking to make a name off of the celebrity. They're looking to make a name off of the controversy. They're looking to make a name off of the conflict or the sorrow and make a buck off of Mm -hmm. all of it. Mm -hmm. And if you got that kind of access and wealth, I mean, if your pockets are stacked and your chips are high, a lot of people want them chips. Mm -hmm. Chips. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The ones who ain't got chips want the chips. You got someone who ain't got chips who feel like you shouldn't even have the chips. Mm-hmm. How come your American dream came true and mine didn't? And I'm mm-hmm. in this not four four square walls, you know, with the bad ions up in here. And um, I'm like, you know, <laughs> why? <laughs> what? And you're living that lifestyle. And, you know, I play by the rules. And, you know, how come you? So when I say, when you ask me what happened, I think that's what happen and also the knowledge of the lack of knowledge of the value of what I was doing and what I had and the position I was in uh at that time and it was a heck of a wake-up call wake-up call but you know put it this way you know uh prison or the concept up in jail is reality in one point but it's also a state of mind you know cats who've gone through being locked up or going through the fire they understand and that and they recognize you know, even soldiers recognize you know being captured is sometimes a state of mind of where you how you think about it and interestingly enough my experience there are a lot more people locked up and don't know that they're locked up than I realize mm. the bars the question is on what side of the bar are you if they're bars I mean, you know in my case there were no bars but Point, the point I'm trying to illustrate is the person, the bars separate two realities. And if the person who is perceived to be the person, the person, the one in prison understands that they are in prison, understands that there are rules limited, that they have obligations, there are ramifications for their actions, may be more free than the person on the other side of the bars who has no knowledge of this whatsoever, squanders their time, 
no sense of the value of, rep- of ramifications and repercussions. Feels mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. the fact that they're here is uh, 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 no fault of their own. You know, in life, I'm talking about, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. say, I didn't ask to come here. Okay. Well, so that now, because you didn't ask to come here, that means that you could just fuck it up. You know, because <laughs> you think that's what you think. My point is that, you know, sometimes the people on the other side of the bar don't realize that they are in a mental prison. Prison. They're in an emotional prison. Yeah. They may be in a, yeah, economic pressure, but deeper than that, spiritual prison. Mm-hmm. And don't know it. Who's more free? Yeah. yeah. And it can be a far longer sentence. Yeah. Yeah. One of the Real things talk. that they, that that you really noticed happening around that time was I, I've never seen the IRS and the American government get so much press out of something, you know. It was just a, a huge propaganda hatching mm. job, you know. It was it was hilariously funny to watch, but probably not for you. But. Well, the crazy <laughs> part is that you know, I mean, you know, most people don't realize that I was the uh, I was the client of right, the right. and the attorneys, and they brought me in as a co-conspirator with the mm-hmm. and the attorneys. So that that's very rare, you know. If I'm paying you to guide me, how am I? And your mistakes or the fraud, if there is a fraud, or how does that work? And uh, long story long, I came out of it with, you know, some misdemeanors and no felonies, but a hell of an experience about the understanding of how the system is, yeah, the system work, I and bet. the game is played. And most importantly, the value that I know. You know, I'm not trying to rough on nobody's fella. I figure if we make enough money, you can have the taxation. That's not even an issue. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got people around look, scrambling on the streets. Dudes know that sometimes you pay people just to stay away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you pay people just to go away. Tax. You know what I'm saying? Just, just here. Get away. Want. Just stay away. Just stay away. You know? And uh, if you're creative enough and if you are visionary enough and you're tenacious enough, then it is what it is. Let them worry about that. Mm-hmm. You know, create the environment and opportunities where it don't matter to you. You know, you, you're not struggling with it. It's not an issue. There are bigger issues. Health. Your overall health to your real life. You know? Well, look, I, really, man. I never had an issue with paying taxes. I really didn't. Yeah. And really, yeah. the issue that we had wasn't about me paying the taxes. Uh, I was charged with not filing a form. Not mm-hmm. evasions, not paying. No, <laughs> filing the form. Yeah, that's <laughs> some bad advice, man. You bad advice. To do that for you, though. Yeah, yeah. Some bad advice. Yeah, you paid the consequences. That's what, I <laughs> oh, well. that's what I thought. But you know, look at the beauty of it. You know, if that was one chapter in the book of my life, oh man, that's like wait. You know, that don't even fill up the whole book, B. Yeah, yeah. But what that's part of your journey. Now it's like. Yeah, I'm living to a hundred and plus. So if I only had two years of that experience, I mean, I, can, I can't even remember some of the two years when I was between ten and ten and seven, seven and ten. You knock it yeah. out of the park, man. And I mean, what's your big takeaway from all that? That two years. I mean, what did you did you grow as a person? Did it define uh, yeah. you as a man? Well, what yeah. did, what's your big takeaway from that? That spawned the, that brigade of birth of the daywalker. Yeah, mm-hmm. to realize mm-hmm. that uh, you know I had 
I was uh, I was gifted and uh, special and offered incredible opportunity that I had better better understand and be responsible for it. Realize what it can do for those that that you care about, loved ones, loved minis, and uh, your what you call overall moral agenda to help humanity. Okay, great. But you have to understand what you're working with to do that, what tools you have to do that, and where you're working, and the rules that go that support your success or undermine your success. And that period of meditation, that period of solitude, that period of self-reflection, I think all of us should go to that period of quiet. Ah, baby, a lot, <laughs> a lot. Wow. And my skill sets went up on every level. My knowledge of myself and the game went up on every level. Mm -hmm. My appreciation, the quality of life and appreciation for time Mm -hmm. and the ability to throw away bullshit Mm -hmm. and, you know, be be armored against all of that trash grew exponentially. Wow. Much more at peace, Mm -hmm. comfortable with being different comfortable with people not agreeing mm-hmm. <laughs> with me mm-hmm. comfortable in it their way and traveling their journey but for one thing's for sure uh, for damn sure I am not wasting time wow wow wasting you, no you grew time. you grew from it you grew from it by the sounds of it you better what a shame if I didn't yeah it's a Shaolin monk experience, temple, you know, experience. Yes. You went yes. there. And it was on a mountain, too. You know, yeah. it's crazy. I had some of the most lucid dreaming and the incredible dreams, you know, of my life. You know, really some crazy encounters with some of the elders and some of the grandmasters. And uh, I was even in Egypt, the priest there. And uh, they took me around to where the ark was at. And they, I mean, it was deep, man. I, the dreams were crazy. <clears throat> so wow. much energy coming off of that mountain. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was doing yoga all the time, you know, almost yeah. six, seven times a day and started oh. a yoga class. Would have great competitions with the guys who were the iron pushers, you know, to see who yeah, the was stronger doing yeah. certain things. Yeah. <laughs> were you yeah. ever challenged? Come on. I've seen all the movies where the hard guy goes into prison and someone wants to challenge you to say, I'm harder. Never. Did that happen it to never you? Never happened, man. Not at once. Never happened? Oh, not damn. once. <laughs> you can't trust a white-collar crew. Yeah, you know, I was cool with everybody, man. You know, yeah. the, you know, I had the cast from Boston. I had the cast from D.C., the cast from Cleveland, the cast from uh, Dominican Puerto Rico and, and the cats from Russia mm-hmm. and they were segregated. <laughs> they were segregated, but they all had a film that they liked that I was in. <laughs> they all had a favorite flick. <laughs> so I was able to rock and eat, you know, yeah. tortellini yeah. and cheta, you yeah, know what yeah. <laughs> And I, I, rice I, and beans with everybody. Right? <laughs> One last question for you guys. <laughs> Um, uh, sorry, I, I don't know if you can hear me, but um, but I have one last question for you. I know this has been running on for ages, and um, and I'm sure we'll catch up after. But um, 
You know, I never asked you this. What is what's your favourite movie that you that you've been involved with? I mean, what's the? I mean, everybody has a favourite movie, like you say. Everybody I've ever spoken to has one film that they love of yours over another. But which one's yours? Yes, because it's hard, man. Because I've uh, I've I've crossed the genres. Yeah. So I've done the action, the drama, the comedy. Okay, so the which is your favourite? Cross dress too, right? Superhero. <laughs> The drag queen thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, but I would say, uh, it can't be one. Okay. Was, right. give, me, give me your yeah. top three. Okay. Uh, top three. White men can. Love. Uh, Coming to America too. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We haven't seen that and, one. Yeah. And uh, maybe Blade 2. Oof. Yeah, I'm a Del Toro. Blade 2. Because see, these are the most action-oriented ones, right? But you know, from an artistic, from a thespian's point of view, some of the other work was was. I mean, working with De Niro was great. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> working with Maya Angelou, we we produced Maya, the great Maya Angelou's directorial debut, in a piece titled "Down in the Delta." Alfre Wooded was also a lead actress in that particular film. And that was produced through our, through our company, Armin Roth Films, during the time. And that was, man, a monumental moment for me, having been a student of hers and also her sound technician when I was in, when she came up to the State University of New York uh, to do a speech, to, to do her poetry. You were the sound technician. I was the sound tech, yeah. No, yeah that was amazing. my student job, right? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I reminded her, you know, this story. She didn't remember me because she didn't know who I was at that time. I said, you know, you change, you helped change my, my appreciation for words and the literati and all of that and how you articulated it. And I was your sound tech then, and now I'm your producer. Your directorial debut to the world. Yeah, it's wow. amazing. And yeah. you work with Sean Connery, which over here is kind of a big deal. Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Icon. Sean, the brother from another mother. <laughs> yeah. I told Sean Connery, his mom was the man, but he never came to Harlem, though. No, <laughs> never came to Harlem. No. <laughs> Scones and tea in Harlem. James Bond didn't mess with Harlem. <laughs> hey, so, when, so when's, when's this latest movie of yours coming out, you know, Coming to America? Uh, coming to America drops in December of 2020. Oh, 2020. can't wait. Can't and, wait. Uh, Eddie Murphy. a big movie, man. Yeah. yeah. The whole the major, major cast is back, and uh, we had um, some new, fantastic new talent. The spectacle, the pomp and circumstance, the production value of this uh, film is extraordinary, you know. And uh, we got a new project that we call Indigo, which is our Foxy Brown Coffee, Pam Greer meets Mission Impossible project that uh, we're looking for a new talent and we're going to discover a new female action star, sister of color, woman of color. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of her girlfriends that go around and do that flip family keep the thing around the world, and we style it the way we do our. our you, films you've, got show, you've got a show to discover this person, right? This is, you're producing. Yeah, we're actually going to do a um, a global casting and a virtual casting to this. Was that kind of 
like a project, you had Project Action uh, once at one time looking for that shit. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, similar yes. So thing. We, yes, but the Project Action Saw is the platform that we use for the audition and finding the talent uh, and scouting the new talent. That's a program. You could, that's a program like uh, America's Got Talent. Yeah, no, no, yeah. more like uh, um, The Voice and uh, what was that other one? That first one that came. X Factor, what have we got? American Idol. American Idol, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for body movement specialists. And then we would take them through a whole training program and all that kind of stuff and bring in grandmasters, the various disciplines, martial arts, dance, uh, cinematography, directing, all of the things that go into making uh, qualities that you need to become an action star or a body movement actor Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. action content project that we we use that platform for is titled indigo and a couple of other action related projects you know the stuff the blade the blade the next blade four kind of stuff that we didn't uh we didn't do with marvel <laughs> we do ourselves <laughs> yeah so wow. you know, we got all of that um, blade s type of next hybrid type of action content and yeah um, i'm bringing in some of the top choreographer world and talent well mr snatch you got a lot going on <laughs> you got a lot going on hey, man, you know amazing Bushido. 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 <laughs> yes yes the warrior spirit so yes. so finally i mean what's the future hold for mr wesley snipes i mean what's next yes, i mean yes. you've got a lot going on yeah. but what's yeah. next and this is the, the the film products are coming out uh we're going to do a wonderful thing with the daywalker click and a um, fan art competition for for me to say thank you for all of the support and some wonderful, incredible art that people have sent me based on characters and uh, films that we've been, and some of the new products that the Daywalker family will be releasing in terms of the Daywalker elixirs, which are, a combination of health products and beverages. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what we are doing in expansion of uh, the utility services for communities that are underserved uh, with Wi-Fi and connectivity. And man, very excited about our forays into the AR and VR space and the use of these technologies for gaming and mental health and interactivity immersion. So all of this is on deck. This is stuff that we are actively engaged in now, and you'll be hearing more about each one of these projects and the various platforms and the integrated community of the Daywalker Click. Yeah. Um, and we, we're going to have a bunch of links that we're going to put on. Yeah, screen. we're going to put them on. Because honestly, you know, the stuff that I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, Wesley's way too modest. <laughs> Way wow. too modest, but yeah. uh, no, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, no, look, and, mm. and seriously, if 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 my businesses can cross over into some of the great stuff you're doing around the food, you know, we're we're really close with Whole Foods and and and, and companies like that in America. I'd love to expand these ideas with you know Miss Tilly's noodles and and what we're doing, and who knows what else. And, uh, Let's do it, know. man. Let's do it. Day Walker, I'm coming. Day Walker, you. Yeah, <laughs> 
We work a Damien, skill master D. <laughs> well, listen, Wesley. All of the day workers got to have a skill master moniker. <laughs> so you got to figure out what your skill master is going to be. You know, skill master B, skill master, skills, skill master noodles, <laughs> skill master ramen. <laughs> He, he does yeah. noodle style. He does noodle His style is extreme. He does <laughs> noodle style. Be careful. Kanji's coming. Kanji. Kanji. Skill master Kanji. Oh, man, it sounds like a manga. South Korea, right? She originally, she yes, my wife South is Korean. South Korean. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, so she yeah. knows kanji. She must know kanji. Oh man, we know all of it. We know everything about South Korea, man. You know, kimchi right. cornbread, <laughs> kimchi <and> cornbread. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tyler, I'm going to send her some kanji. She can try my kanji out, see what she thinks. <laughs> Get her yes, opinion. Yes, yes. I, I would like that. We are very much into the, you know, use of uh, healing arts and whole, whole holistic medicines. And, you know, that's how I stay a day walker, man. That's Amazing. how I stay a day walker. Nice. Yeah. Well, so it's good hearing your voice. Yeah. Good hearing your voice. Yeah, for, you know, the opportunity to sit and uh, chit chat a little bit, you know, and uh, meditate on these things and inspire, invigorate, elevate, and uh, innovate mm-hmm. with uh, our skill sets and our blessing. And I think the ancestors, the cherubim and the seraphim and all of the angels on high will continue to bless us. And, open the pathways for us as we do that, do the right work, do the good work, bringing light into the world of darkness. Mm-hmm. Well, Wesley, man. It's all well, like chicken and gone, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's all um, like chicken and gone. Wesley, yes. it's, it's been absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. You're just, uh, uh, you know, one of the most articulate people I know, and I, and I love it every time um, I speak to you. So uh, thank you again. For, for joining Jamie on this, yeah, it's been it's yeah. been terrific. It's Make been an absolute, me, absolute honor. See what you know. Give me the give me the full copy, and then I know you guys to edit it down. But you know, I want to have the full. You got uh, it, of course. Kingdom you got Heart. it. It's yeah. been an absolute honor, man. Seriously, and um, you are the most wonderful person. You're deep. You're you're spiritual. Listen, you're, listen. you're you like, like you like recognize game <laughs> recognize game, baby. Yeah. You're a funny dude, man. Love you, man. <laughs> and we so we're still with you. Hey, Woody, oh, man, man what, where's the bag, man? <laughs> hey, listen, love you. So we're staying in touch, man. And um, oh, yeah. Daywalkers Unite. Daywalkers, that's right. Daywalker Click. All right, baby. On. See you, Wes. Bye bye. Oh, yes. Take care, baby. A beautiful thing, man. It was a good thing, man. I really hope you enjoyed today's show as much as I did. If so, make sure you come back and join me with next week's guest, fellow Australian and actress, Claire Holt, where she shares some incredible stories on her life's journey.